The Bible Study Podcast, episode 504. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Ephesians with chapter 3. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We're continuing on with chapter 3 of Ephesians, where we continue this theme that we did last week, where Paul turns to the Gentile part of the church, those who do not grow up Jewish and those who did not have that background, and continues on talking about his marvelous plan for the Gentiles. Now, one of the things we need to know is that Ephesians was a center of religious activity, but not so much Jewish activity. So there probably would be a higher percentage of Gentiles in this particular church. And I wonder if there were some issues that came up. We're not specifically mentioning the Judaizers, for instance, as we do in the epistle to the Galatians, the Judaizers, those people who went around and told people, you can't be a Christian and be a Gentile, you have to be Jewish. So we're not mentioning those issues, but there may have been other issues in terms of what is our place. It goes like this. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you. That is, the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I have already written briefly. In reading this, then you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to people in other generations, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and shares together in the promise in Christ Jesus. So he's saying this is new news. This is something that this generation, Paul's generation, learned, especially those who were Jewish, learned just here in Acts 10, when Peter is in Jaffa, near what is now Tel Aviv, and he is at the house of Simon the Tanner and gets a vision and is told to go to the house of Cornelius, who is a Gentile. And he goes there, and Cornelius and all who are there, after hearing the word, receive a baptism of the Holy Spirit, receive a visible presence of the Holy Spirit, and they understand at that point, oh, okay, God is telling us that this is for Jews and Gentile alike. You don't have to be Jewish to be a Christian. And this is now something that Paul is going about preaching as well. Paul, who learned this in sense from Jesus on the road to Damascus, Paul, who was persecuting the Christians and who was stopped in his tracks by Jesus. Then he says, I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given to me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him, and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are your glory. So Paul is saying that I also was saved by grace. Paul, who was actively in opposition to the church of God, who was stopped in his track, struck blind, and when 
Jesus approached him on the road to Damascus, says, I'm the least of these. I'm the less than the least of the Lord's people. This grace was given to me. I didn't deserve this either. And Paul was given to preach to the Gentiles. At one point in the Council of Jerusalem, they recognize that Peter has been called to preach to the Jews and Paul to the Gentiles. And this is his calling from God, approved and recognized by the church. He says his intent is, through Paul, to make this known to make this word known to all of those who were far away from God, all of those who weren't Jewish, all of those who were Gentiles. He says, don't be discouraged that I'm suffering, that this is hard, because this is for your glory. All of the things that I'm going through, I'm going through for you. And he continues a prayer for the Ephesians. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his Holy Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide And long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immensely more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work with us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. That is a pretty darn good prayer. And I would say, if you were able to memorize one portion of this, it's that last thing here. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work in us, to him be the glory in the church forever and ever. Amen. So that, that whole more than we can ask or imagine, that God is able to do more than we can possibly even ask or imagine. He says, I want you to understand the power of God, but I also, he says, I want you to understand how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Love that phrase. Long, long, long sentences here in Paul, but when he gets to his point here, there's some great stuff in here. I'm a big fan of Paul's writing, even if he drives me crazy sometimes with his long sentences. I want you to know, he says, I want you to know how wide and long and high and deep is that love. I want you to understand how much God loves you, but I also want you to understand that that love is too big to fit just in you right? This is love that has to overflow. If you've been filled with the measure of the fullness of God, that's what he prays for them, right? I want you to know that surpassing love that you be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. The fullness of God is a, he is measuring with a measure that is to make us overflow with that love. His measure is too big. His measure is intentionally too big. God wants us not just to be filled with, but to overflow with the love that he has shown us in Christ. It's one of the reasons Paul starts with, I didn't deserve this. 
It's one of the reasons we have to start with, I don't deserve this. Because it makes it harder for us to look at someone else and say, and they don't deserve this. It's true. It's true they don't. It's true that they don't because it's true that we all don't. But it makes it harder for us to look at them and say, I don't want them to have this because they don't deserve this. He wants us to be strengthened with all power. He wants it to be strengthened because remember again, last chapter, he told us that you have been called, that he has prepared good works for you, for me, that he's prepared them ahead of time. He has stuff for us to do and to enable us to do it. He prays that we will be powered and filled, powered by the Holy Spirit and filled with the love of Christ. Because God, the God we serve, is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine. According to the power, and what power? The power that is at work in us. God is at work in us through his Holy Spirit. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, Leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. I found myself on a ledge three stories high at some condominiums, contemplating my life and struggling to understand my purpose. Have you ever found yourself on the ledge? My name is Billy Yates. I'm a caring father, mentor, and friend. In my new podcast, Billy and the Goat, I share the life-changing events that shaped who I am today to remind you that no matter how far you've fallen, God can help you get up and thrive. Listen now at lifeaudio.com.